Good afternoon, St. Louis, Missouri, Chicago, Illinois, Denver, Colorado, Sacramento, California, Portland, Oregon, Jackson, Mississippi, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Little Rock, Arkansas, Detroit, Michigan, Hampton, Virginia, Atlanta, Georgia, Buffalo, New York, New Orleans, Louisiana, Houston, Texas, and Kansas, Missouri, home of the Kansas Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Welcome to lunch with the Mexican Congress for March the 4th, brand new month. 
You know, I ain't, got no, I ain't got no special subject, but I'm just talking about the future. What's going to happen? What's going to take place? A prophecy, in other words. Yeah. Okay, well, well, on that note, okay, on that note, we should get ourselves out. And I know that, am I right? Yeah. If you like. Okay, well, wait, not yet, now, okay? I'm going to do that with you, okay? <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, uh, the, the, the chapter is Daniel, the seventh chapter of Daniel. Okay. And uh, up above it, the, the, the title said, The Visions of Daniel. Daniel from 7 to 7 chapter from verse 1 to 13. The Beast Vision of Daniel. Now I'm going to talk about what the what this vision of the Beast of Daniel is. Number 1 said, In the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel had a dream and visions of his head upon his bed. Then he wrote the dream and told the song of the master. See, right here, Daniel was visiting, uh, in, 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 in Daniel dreams and stuff, he was visiting uh, Satan. He was coming up against Satan now. Mm. The people don't, don't really talk about that, but if you look at what they're saying, this said Babylon, Babylon is, the, is, is, is what Satan had the children of Israel to build that tower. That was Babylon. Yeah, that's why God told him uh, he's going to come down to man and see what's going on. Okay. See, Babylon is the new city. And also it's the new place where Satan will be there when the Lord come back to take the... Uh, Take the church before he take the church out. He gonna take the church out, but this gonna be doing tribulation is Babylon when he gonna knock him out of uh, Babylon because he gonna be sitting on the throne. Mm. Then they go on to say, Daniel spake and said, "I saw in my vision by night, and behold, the four winds of the heaven scroll." up on the great sea. Now he's talking the four wind. That's north, south, east, and west. You know, mm -hmm. now about the equator. Stuff was coming that way. From Canada, it was coming that way. From the Pacific Ocean, coming that way. And from the Atlantic Ocean, coming that way. Mm -hmm. This is what Daniel talking about. All these things happening. Mm -hmm. And then he said the great sea. So the Great Sea is the Mediterranean Sea on the other side of the universe. Uh -huh. Okay, verse 3. It said, And four great beasts came up from the sea, diverse one from another. They were four great beasts. These beasts were something else, too. <laughs> Well, okay. keep going down, they're going to explain some of the grease and what the beast seals and all that. They're going to explain that. Okay, come on, bring it right up, bring it. The world empire, Nebuchadnezzar. The fourth verse said, the first was like a lion. It had eagle wings. I beheld to the wings, thereof were plucked. 
and it was lifted up from the earth and made stand upon the feet as a man, and a man's heart was given to it. Now this right here, this beast right here, stood up on the feet and he was a man. And uh, I think it ain't talked about no other than uh, about Satan. People don't want to talk that, but that's, I believe that's talking about Satan. Because uh, the Lord don't come in, the, in, in this way. Satan comes in different kind of forms and shapes and, and attributes too, because he's supposed to be the next, most highest to God, next to God. Mm. And then they go on to say, and behold, another beast, a second, like to a bear. Okay, you know, a bear is a very uh, strong and powerful animal. And big too. Yeah. So, he, 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 that bear, when he stand up, or oh, he's very tall. And <laughs> <laughs> you better run, too. Yeah. It, it, it best not to come in, come in his path. And they can, like, run about 60 miles an hour. A bear can go that fast? Jeez. Yeah, he can go that fast. like a bear, and it raised up itself on one side, and it had three reels in the mouth of it, between the teeth of it. And they said, thus until it arrived, devour much flesh. That's what they, That's what the bear do. You know, flesh can be devoured, devoured a whole lot of ways by, uh, by words, you know, this right here is dealing with words of things happen and expressing to you about things that truly happens without the word, but it happens. Mm -hmm. but, uh, you got wicked people out here that be acting like these, this right here, that comes up on you. That's why a good example is when you're driving your car and somebody just zoom on you, that's one of them uh, wild beasts approaching you trying to harm you and that's the work of Satan. that's what he does in the world that's how you have all these accidents and this violence and confusion going on because of that and they're going to say the world empire of greece under alexander after this i beheld and lo another like a leopard which has up on the back of his four wings of a fowl. The beast had also four heads and dominion was given to it. Now this is talking about the empire and this is talking about how the empire is working. And it's also talking about that, uh, that, that, uh, that beat, that, uh, that, uh, that tall man, which was a, a idol that Daniel them had to worship Every time the horn blow, they had to worship this man. Wow. You remember that, don't you, uh, Ira? Yeah. Yes, sir. They had to worship this man. And, and, and this uh, this statue is made up of each one of these uh, verses that I'm reading. Mm-hmm. And it's talking about how the power and the kingdom and what's going to happen. And here's the Here's uh, uh, the Roman Empire. See, the Roman Empire going to take over all that. 
you know who the you know who the biggest <clears throat> biggest crook out here is your Roman okay. Catholic. Your Roman Catholic <clears throat> Church is the biggest biggest and wickedest people out here. <clears throat> they don't want to run everything in the system. They call the Papa. The Pope, mm-hmm. all them. Okay. They the Pope's that be running everything in the world. We're mm. going to say, after this I saw in the night vision, and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible, and strong and seerly, and it had great iron teeth. It devoured and break in pieces and stamp the residue with the feet of it. And it was diverse from all the beasts that were before it, and it had 10 horns. See, this is the Roman Empire coming back up and now. Some dealing with the legs, the feet, all that mm-hmm. dealing with that, what, what, how it works. Then, the, then here, here's something else is the eight verse said, the ten kings versus the little horn. That little horn that ain't nothing but the devil. Verse eight, I consider the horns, and behold, there came up among them another little horn, before whom there were three of the first horns plucked up by the roots. And behold, in this horn were eyes, like the eyes of man and the mouth speaking great things. This right here is letting you know that Satan is a man too. Mm-hmm. That's who the Antichrist is. Satan, he's a man. And he's going to yeah, make him sure. in the flesh. Everything yeah. God do, he does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Verse yeah, well, 9. He showed himself a couple of times you know, in the, during the Bible, didn't he? Sure, there was a man different things he showed himself. That's what, yes, he do. And he ain't no man with no and no red horn, no red long tail and horns on his head. He ain't like that. That's sad. That's a fairy tale. Or okay. even said mythology, myth. Some somebody imagined it. Then mm-hmm. verse nine said, "I behave." Now this said the vision of the coming of the Son of Man in glory. I beheld till the thrones were cast down, and the ancient of days did sit. Now the ancient, who is this ancient of days? Jesus Christ, our Savior, hmm. whose garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head like the pure wool. His throne was like the fiery flame, and his wheel is as a burning fire. Now, I just told you, God is a consuming fire. If God is a consuming fire, also Christ is a consuming fire. And uh, just like what we're seeing down here, mm-hmm. we see uh, figmentation and the images of things, but when it comes to the true love, uh, Lord and Savior, ain't no images. Mm-hmm. That's why we're consuming fire. That temperature that's in your body, the 98.6 temperature in your body, is what God mm-hmm. gave to Adam when he made him of the dust and then he blew a living soul 
That temperature in your body, that living soul, is fire. Uh-huh. A fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. Thousand, thousand ministered to him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. Talking about the angels. The angels uh-huh. are Muriels. M A R I A D S. Muriel means you can't count them. It's so many. And that's the same way that the mystery of the church of Abraham's seed, you ain't going to be able to count them. It's so many. Him and the judgment was set and the books were open. I beheld then because of the voice of the great words which, he, which the horn spake. I beheld even till the beast was slain and his body destroyed and given to the burning flame. As concerning the rest of the beasts, they had their dominion taken away, yet their lives were prolonged for a season and time. Verse and verse 13. Uh, this right here is the beginning of Christ's second coming. That I just got to read. Mm-hmm. And, and if this is a scene in heaven before the coming of the Son of Man. Verses 9 through 12. Okay. I saw in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven and came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. And there was given him dominion and glory in the kingdom that all people, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which should not pass away, and his kingdom that which should not be destroyed. I, Daniel, was grieved in my spirit in the midst of my body, and the vision of my head troubled me. I came near unto one of them that stood by and asked him the truth of all this. So he told me and made me know, made me know the interpretation of the thing. These great beasts, which are four, are four kings, which should arise out of the earth. But the saints of the Most High should take the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever and even forever and ever. Then I would know the truth of the fourth beast, which was diverse from all the others exceeding dreadful, whose teeth was of iron and his nails of brass, which devoured, break in pieces, and stamped the residue with his feet. And of the ten horns that were in his head, and of the others which came up, and before whom three fell, even of that horn that had eyes, and a mouth that spake a very great thing, whose look was more stout than his fellows. I beheld, and he came. I beheld, in the same horn made war with the saints, and prevailed against them. Until the ancient of days came, and judgment was given to the saints of the Most High. And the time came that he's, that the saints possessed the kingdom. Thus he said, the fourth beast should 
be the fourth kingdom upon earth, which should be diverse from all kingdoms, and should devour the whole earth, and should tread it down and break it in pieces. And the ten horns out of this kingdom are the ten kings that should arise, and another should rise after them. And he should be diverse from the first, and he should subdue three kings, and he should speak great words against the Most High, and should wear out of the saints of the Most High. They think to change times and law, and they should be given into his hand until a time and time and the dividing of time. But the judgment should sit, and they should take away his dominion to consume and to destroy it unto the end. And the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven should be given to the people of the saints of the Most High, whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominions should serve and obey him. Hitherto is the end of the matter. As for me, Daniel, my cogitations much trouble me, and my countenance changed in me, but I kept the matter in my heart. Amen. Amen. All this, all this is telling us what our future is. Everybody's in Christ. You see what's going to happen. It's a victory. Even before it happens, it's a victory. He already told us. He's speaking, then he bring it to pass. Look out! See, one thing, Rev. Right now, you know, as we, as we just look around us, you know, you can't do mention there. You know, we say this almost every, every week or say that. Okay. We live in some crazy, 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 crazy. Well, I have to say this, okay. In California, you know, uh, people went, moved to California because they don't see no snow, right? Yeah. And, and look, what, look what happened now. It's slow there now. You got to know that now. <laughs> hey, 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 I keep telling them that the Lord of the world going to watch worse and worse. And you know how California is falling off into the, the sea? Mm-hmm. This is the beginning of the United States not being in prophecy. And it's, it is, it's, it's, it's withering away by the water. It's making the changes. God is making this desolated land. That's why you know, have to go back over on the other side of the universe. Well, Rev, you know, that's on, on both coasts, okay? And also, that's happening also down there, you know, in Mexico also. But anyway, anyway, that's a story for another day, okay? Rev, well, thank you so much for that message today. Uh, that's Rev. Pastor Alan Lyles, Pastor Wanda for Battle Chapter Church in North St. Louis. On fifty five plus Avenue, and also um, that's got ointment.
Good afternoon, you listen to Lunch with the Missouri Chair of Commerce on a beautiful Saturday afternoon here in St. Louis. Hope it's nice where you are. Uh, we have had some crazy, crazy weather around the country. But right now, uh, let's, this past week, uh, you know, the, um, this week has been a long, we have, we have got three high profile learning cases uh, this week, uh, both in, in life services for the people that did the crime. In South Carolina, you know, down there in uh, Washington, South Carolina, you had the Alex Murdoch trial, uh, you know, and uh, this is taking place in the Clinton County Courthouse, which is Clinton County Courthouse. Uh, he was found guilty after only three hours of deliberation. And this trial went on for a couple of weeks now. And his crime was he killed his wife and his, and his son. And in, at the end of it, you know, this uh, whole trial with him, it was all about money. Here's St. Louis, <clears throat> this is not that been such a high profile. Uh, we had a murder case here that um, what a really um, reality TV store uh Lunch of Sweetie Pie. I'm gonna say that wrong. It's a regular Sweetie Pie, which had been on the own TV network for a little time here. And uh, it was uh, storing uh, all the Sweetie Pies. And one of the co stores was. Uh, Jim Norman, Tim Norman, uh, no, Jane, Tim Norman, he was supporting the program along with his nephew, and uh, he also a former star, his name was uh, Andre Monroe Jr. Well, in this case, the uh, again, the, 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 the son of uh, Tim arranged for his nephew to be killed. And again, it was all about somebody, you know, he has, he, has, he has saved a bit of a high back in March uh, 2016. And, and this, he did this have to take $450,000 life insurance policy on his nephew. Now, there have been a whole lot of drama in both cases, but at the end of the day, both these men will have their whole life in jails and the rest of their lives. And in both cases, the, the judge had to make comments saying, it make good sense, you know. And in both cases, killing your family members never makes sense to me, Red. You know what I'm saying? This, this, it made, it made no sense. And in both cases here, uh, 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 you know, when you're killing your family members, and then you're going to try to lie about it, and at the end of the day, you know, you get caught. And so right now, let's go. Let's 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 go on here in St. Louis, and also. In the South Carolina case, we have, let me ask that question on this. Uh, Mr. Murdoch, he just shaved his head, uh, you know, as he, as he, you know, as he just went, went to prison for free, prison, day in prison, okay? But he didn't shave his head. Now he has, uh, you know, he had a bald head. And I kind of know why he has that distinctive red hair, and he don't want to see up see him, you know, see that turn into gray. You're trying to, you know, trying to you know, see that stress wouldn't get into him, you know what I'm saying? But again, in both cases, we pay for both the families, and that's okay. And uh, and, uh, and I know, you know for the father that killed, you know, his son and his wife, that that is as wicked as you can get, Rev. Yeah. You know, and, you know, you, she brought your, you know, your babies to the world, and you killed them. And, uh, and, and we don't know the reason why, other than greed, you know, in both cases. And I know here in Sweden, 
Yeah, she was a Sharp Page News for a long time here in St. Louis. And, uh, and that, you know, it was all about dollar bills. Green again. You know but, something, uh, Yes, sir. Hey, Alice, these people said the violence, the drugs, and all that caused them to do that. Even without the violence and the drugs, you was yeah. wicked. You was yeah. wicked and they ain't them drugs and stuff ain't got nothing to do with the hell that's in you until you be born again to get that out of you. Well, really, well, really I guess you should say that it's you know, one of those things where, you know, the other person that's getting way in you and the real you came out. How do you want to describe that? I'm saying. Now, you know, when he was talking about the person in him, uh, mm-hmm. it wasn't him, it was another person. They lying. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Was you got to bring something out of it. That was yeah, him. You got to bring something out of it. Yeah, that was him doing it. That's yeah, how much a man is. Yeah, I'm Don't have no respect to person. And the man Forever. is wicked. We have another case here, okay? Let me see if we started on this one. Right now, uh, you can envision. Uh, $1.6 billion, okay, if somebody had filed that type of lawsuit against you. And right now, Dominion uh, Motor Systems has filed that type of lawsuit against uh, Fox News. And it's not a pretty, pretty picture according to documents that have been released revealed this past week. What it does here, the documents show a conspiracy about, you know, about the 2020 election were baseless, but inviting guests who screwed those things on the airways of Fox News, when the guests came on, uh, you know, saying that right now, what they did is, even some places in the country right now still feel, uh, almost two years later now, after the election, that, uh, oh, two years now, that Donald Trump is still to be president. And we're watching right now all these indications coming out that people are going to jail. And right now, uh, the people that's going to jail, they're going to jail. But most times, they watch Fox News. I mean, they got some type of news out there someplace that told them that, that uh, it was a lie. They believe that lie. But the person going to pay this, he goes, so you follow the money. And right now, the person responsible did, okay, the guy by the name of Rufa Murdoch. You know, and I mean, if you've not heard of Ruth Murdoch, he is the person that owns Fox News. Now, also, uh, Fox News is not just in this country, they are around the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, right? They got in trouble, you know, the, you know, the Murdoch Corporation got in trouble over in England a couple of years ago. But they asked him, you know, some I mean, he also owns the newspapers and stuff. But again, all this misinformation has led to people going to jail, lives being, being taken, messed up and stuff, all because of a lie. All because of a lie. And, mm-hmm. and now, I tell people all the time, when you text somebody, when you email somebody, it is like your words are being put in stone. Because they can always come back to haunt you. Yeah, I know a lot, a lot of uh, uh, people I know personally uh, who have uh, gone for a good paying jobs some places, and they almost got about to be hired, and they say, "Oh, by the way, uh, you remember you did this? What you mean? 
Well, you said, kid, you said this on, you know, on Facebook or YouTube or stuff like this. Yeah, it costing people jobs, yeah. And that's yeah. why people need to be up here. Regardless of what they, what they, what they put on, on put down. And people be talking sometimes, you know, uh, to a lot of business, you know, in a text sometimes. So now yeah. they got the text that's showing that Rufus Murdoch, the owner who controls the networks, uh, he knew that they were telling a lie. And they proved that he knew they were telling a lie. And so now what, what's happening now? Well, they got to pay the price. Yeah. And the bad part about this, people, is that the $1.6 billion, okay, that is just a tip of the iceberg. Because, see, that's I'm going to Fox Dominion. But what's going to take place here, all those hosts, personalities like Dr. Cross and Eddie and all those people like that, well, they can be, they're going to be still civil lawsuits that are going to take place. Now, when the civil lawsuits get taken place, okay, they mean they can sue you personally. I mean, uh, that's a bad thing. That is a bad thing. That's one of the things right now that, uh, the, uh, the, uh, that these lawsuits right now in court, and I guess say in, uh, in, in Congress right now, they're trying to uh, get put into law where the police officers can be liable for, for the action. Well, right now, Tucker Carlson and all those hosts they had over there will now be liable for the action. Now, keep in mind, this is the information in a big town dollar, right? And so now, just in that couple of weeks here, Speaker of the House, um, uh, Kevin McCarthy, says he cut a deal, okay, to get the speakership, that he's going to release over 40,000 hours of surveillance tape for the judge said. From the, from the, from the, from the, uh, from the insurrection on January 6, 2021. Now, that is called, uh, uh, hang out with this, put down a whole country at risk again from the inside out. The insurrection was on the outside, the people changed it into the building, right? Mm-hmm. Now, you know, all this footage about what happened on the inside, okay, and that's going to put more people in danger. Yep. You know, and, and also, put connected dots here. This is Fox News in these tapes now. Okay, we just been um, who's in court right now. Okay, for no for spreading the, 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 the false information, misinformation they call it. Now they're about to get some more information here. Uh, you know about how to destroy our country from the inside out. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, because these people put in people, you know, the Congress people there, the senators, the, uh, their staff, everyone that went to know dealers right now will be able to, people from the outside around the room will be able to look at where all the security out, you know, and, uh, uh, safety out of that soil. You know, how, 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 how do you, how you escape? Where you go hide at? All the, you know, the secrets of, the, of that building, of those buildings, I just say. Now, this makes no sense. Makes no sense all because one man said, if you vote for me, okay, now see, this is the power of one vote, people, okay. Uh, Kevin McCarthy needed, he needed the votes he needed, okay, because he of the House. And suppose he could have deal, okay, to, to release these tapes. And then remember, we were talking about during that time period, okay, sit back and watch and see what is actually being bargained for. You know, as time comes about. 
And so now we find out now, okay, how that one of the things there was that was bargained for, okay, was our freedom, our country to security and safety. And so, uh, but I will say one thing about this now, uh, McCarthy made that decision by himself, okay, but some people in the Republican Party said, hold on a second here, okay, hold up. You know, and, uh, and they said, you, we all in danger here, you know what I'm saying? You just heard the Democrats. I mean, you ain't everybody here. Yeah, I mean, I mean so let's get for real here. So right now, uh, uh, we're going to see how that works out, but supposedly Carlson must start broadcasting those tapes, the information next week also. And while this is going on, this is very important here. Uh, just the, uh, uh, the, this past week, okay, the uh, Justice Department came to the conclusion that uh, President Trump and all his allies that were, uh, that, that were involved with plotting the insurrection can now be held liable for the actions. Uh, they said, we cannot, you, you cannot be covered by, by the Constitution, okay, when you're trying to overthrow the Constitution, the government. And so now, all these people, again, will be held liable for the actions. And this is when it's going to get real interesting now. Uh, now, as this investigation continues to go forward, there was uh, the Justice Department about what happened with the documents, what happened, you know, the, the MRCT committee and stuff. But he's been quiet, okay, well, there's always a quiet before the storm, real. And so sometimes in their boots, okay, you're going to hear a lot of information, okay, about some people being indicted. And I do mean indicted, you know, for, you know, for uh, some very serious stuff, okay. Yep. And it's not it's not pretty, okay. But again, uh, this is our country. Uh, we said justice turns slow, and it can be very slow sometimes. And also, uh, we just talked about this. Uh, it's not funny, okay. But in, in Southern California, Southern California, okay. Now that's down around LA and down down that area in Northern California, around San Francisco, where they can't use other cold weather there, okay. But in Southern California, uh, they usually it never rains in Southern California, but right now they have snow. Now, at first it was like kind of funny, okay, when they, when they first were falling, falling, you know, in Southern California. But now they find it's a very serious thing that some people right now have uh, been uh, packed, you know, they can't get out to get food, uh, they, they can't drive, because most of the, you know, the roads and stuff are very narrow. And so you got to dig, I dig, get equipment in to get to dig them out, get them in and out, okay? And in most cases, places like that, they don't know the snow plow is real. Yep. They don't have a science idea, you know. Uh, and if a season have a snow plow, uh, that means that this is about to get worse before it gets better. And so right now, I actually afraid for those people out in California. Uh, right now, this past Thursday, uh, Governor. Gavin Newsom declared a state of emergency in 15 counties affected by the storms. You know, and as said, this is kind of the narrow winding road that goes up into the mountains. Uh, and uh, and uh, uh, these can be difficult to navigate during the daytime. So some people are trying to uh, drive in, you know, in the dark out there. And you're in, you're in, you're about falling off to the mountain where you go to California, you know. It's kind of mountainous out there. You get off the beaches and stuff, you know what I mean? But again, this is not a good thing. Uh, we pray for them out there. And again, uh, uh, you know, we said, 
no food. Well, that means right now they can't get they can't get gas. Uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, most of them have solar panels. I'm on that. You know, and that's gonna get packed on those and stuff. I mean, so there's a whole lot of issues going on, and most of them now you used to have snow boots and stuff, right? Yeah. I'm right, Scott. Uh, yes, sir. Okay, okay, well, let's say I'm not doing real good. But no, I'm out there in yeah. California right now. Boy, that's rough. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Rough. Uh, well, I know, and you know, as far as you're in the Midwest, you know, you're talking about global warming, uh, you know, you're talking about climate, or climate issues and stuff. But right now, normally, St. Louis, in our area, we have snow. In, in March, a little bit of some snow, but in February, January, and starting in December, we have snow in most of those three, those three months. But this year, we don't have any snow. Yep. And in, 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 in most years, New York City had got a lot of snow. They just got they just got this snow first snow this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, I mean, so, so now, if, if there's not something going on here that's out of the ordinary, you know, and and the weathermen, they still don't know what to say. Okay, they still saying, "Oh, it's going to be okay. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it." But uh, around the world right now, uh, uh, you know, people you know, my age, rip, I mean, older, uh, sometimes younger. Okay, can remember the uh, Cuban Missile Crisis back when that uh, President Kennedy was president, and this was embargo kind of where Cuba was involved with Russia. Well, the tension right now between the United States and Russia is getting so tense right now about what's going on in Ukraine. You know what I mean? Uh, with that, with, with President Biden or Putin. Well, what they're doing now that uh, the tension is so thick, and that is not a good thing. Yeah. Hey, you know something else, What's that, Reverend? Something else. You know, Satan come to kill, steal, and destroy. Yeah. So they the the, the 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 earth Satan don't care about nothing but Satan. And well, uh, right go ahead. Well real right now, uh when I said attention, I mean United States and Russia both have nuclear weapons. And also people don't talk about it a lot, okay. They also have nuclear weapons also in Ukraine. Yep. You know, and so and so right now not only do we have United States and Russia going, you know, talking to each other in a negative way. Uh, uh, but they are communicating. Good news is that this past week, uh, I think it was last Thursday, uh, 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 the Secretary, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Anthony Blinken, did talk to the Russian Foreign Minister, Sergei Lombard. Uh, briefly, they met, and they so they are talking here. So there is some communication going back and forth. But right now, Chinese also get involved with this, and so one of the things that China is, is being is uh, trying to decide if they should have Russia. Because right now, Russia is running out of missiles; they're running out of everything. And Ukraine going in, we knew they didn't have this; they have enough no missiles just for the fight. So there's nothing new about that. So again, please pray right now, so not only just for the people of Ukraine. Also, for the future in our country, for our safety, because when we have just said, uh, several the state with them, uh, nuclear missiles, it can go anywhere just like that. 
and this was down by like St. Pierre Christmas, like kind of in the heart of the Midtown area, and uh, uh, he hit an SUV and flipped over, and he took four young people, four young people, and uh, naturally he ran from the scene as usual. But before he ran, he got a light piece off of his car, and then he ran. But they just found out who he was. Uh, he turned himself in and kind of found out his life had been suspended also. You know, a lot of problems we have here in the city of St. Louis, okay, are being created not just by policemen not doing the right thing, but now around the country, we don't have police officers like we used to. You know, we barely have enough police officers right now. It's just, you know, you know we'd be probably down to the police officers right now. And so the presence of police officers almost on every corner, doing what they're supposed to be doing, I see the signature stop sign. But right now, this man, these he, young people, he went around people at a stoplight, rare. And then he, get, he just ignores the stoplight. And with speed. You know, and, and, and killed these four young young kids, you know what I'm saying? And now, uh, he's going to be saying, I'm sorry, but four young people had just got killed. And then he gets four more angles and bring them back. No, no, no. But see, again, and you know, he's so glad he ain't sorry either. Because if he was sorry, he never did. Well, my mother always said, you don't say sorry until you get caught. That's right. <laughs> if you don't get caught, you don't say I'm sorry. And, and so right now, uh, in this case, uh, he's sorry now, but. Uh, one of the problems we're going to say here, here in Missouri, St. Louis, especially elsewhere in Kansas City, our crimes are up, mainly because our legislators in just city have passed some laws that have made it very hard, okay, for the, uh, you know, when you, when you can allow an 18-year-old to walk down the street with a shotgun, an AK-47, and nobody can stop them, Market. I mean, so how do you know they're going to rob somebody? You can't stop them. Or when you leave, leave that dope in the car, okay, you know, then, you know, uh, uh, you know that's not a good thing because uh, at this point, you don't know what they're going to do next. So as you take away more and more rights, okay, from the police officer, and as opposed to, you know, we're talking about defund, but it's not defund, but it's a problem, okay? It's a fact that our legislators right now take away you know, the, 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 the police power that police need to have. And one of the things is music collect could stop somebody, you know, if, if they if they ran a red light, you know, uh, you know, ran a stop sign, and they used to have a thing called jaywalking. You get a ticket for that. But now you have enough police officers now to go out and ran police for that. I mean it's just it's just that bad. So right now uh, in Jeff City and in Missouri, you have to always understand that for, for, for about over 107 years that the, the, the urban areas, okay, control all the legislation that goes to Jefferson City. And now the rural areas are now controlling Jeff City. So the majority of the, of, of the, uh, of the House and, Senate and the governor's office are controlled by Republicans. And right now, uh, they're, they're feeling as though whatever could happen in a small town, small town, 
know, when you have shotguns on, on back on the back, you know, in, in, your, in your truck and stuff like that, you can't do that in a, in a metropolitan area. And, and this is creating a whole lot of problems. A whole lot of problems. Matter of fact, uh, we're going to come back in a second here. We're going to take a small break. My name is Howard Folks. That's Scott Desiree with the Friends at USA Hot Topic.com. We're lunch with them. We're going to tell you how much we take us out and Scott. As I was about to say before we took our small breaks here, in this annual city, uh, murder rates and carjacking continues to skyrocket. And that's because a lot of the laws that they've had in the city, uh, you know, where is not uh, where you have gun control and you know, control like stuff like this. And, and one of the things that took place this past week is that minor, you know, some, some years ago, uh, no, people can be prosecuted as a, as a, as a, as a, as a, as a an adult at the age of twelve. But they change those laws around and crime went crazy. Again, there are some things that taking place that need to change. Okay, and also a place with our legislature. And so right now, um, one thing I'm about to do now is just related to you. I know very well. Uh, you should know her. She ran for the Senate. Couple of times, you know, and I've got a name is copyright, but I call her Alderman Copyright. How are you doing, Alderman Copyright? Thank you so much. I'm doing great. Thank you. Beautiful day in the loop. <laughs> yes, it is, man. Yesterday, yesterday uh, here in St. Louis, oh my God. This time of day, yesterday, we, we were having uh, high winds, 
Uh, I was driving out in it yesterday, and, and it was uh, doing high winds, rain, blowing rain, and uh, it was a crazy day in the neighborhood and cold. Right, absolutely. And, it, and, it, and the day the sun came out, and the day the sun came out. <laughs> yes, sir. I was, I was, I was, it's a good day for you, okay, because when you go out canvassing, uh, we got an election coming up in your case, you know, it's coming in Tuesday, so right now, be so kind, tell us first of all a little bit about copyright, and I know we talked a little bit about your ramp office several times before, so tell us again about yourself and how you decided to run for ultimate in the city of St. Louis. Hello, everyone. I'm Carla Coffee Wright. Most people just call me Coffee. And I ran for U.S. Senate twice, came in in 2018. I came in second place um, out of 18 candidates, and I was number two. Um, yeah, came in second place. Uh, in 2022, I ran uh, 34 candidates, came in fourth place on the Democrat ballot. Now I'm running for alder person, and the reason why is because it's kind of the same as the U.S. Senate uh, as far as writing legislation, but it's for a much smaller area. It's for a ward, about 7,000 to 10,000 people. Well, now 20,000, actually. 20,000 yeah, people. It's changed. It's changed. The new 11. And um, I'm an advocate, an activist, as well as an organizer. And so, therefore, um, I uh, there's a lot of changes that need to be done. A lot of things that have been overlooked with um, Saint, in St. Louis. And especially the north side, which is predominantly black, um, mm -hmm. African-American. And so... Therefore, with that being said, um, we in, in mostly all urban areas, you know, really realistically all over the United States, you know, we've always, mm -hmm. you know, been overlooked. And so um, with that being said, I uh, decided to run. Um, I'm running. My platform includes um, home repairs for all. You know, they have a few home repair programs in the top, you know, 30, 40, 50 people first come first serve, get all the work done. And so I'm not, um, I'm for everybody getting something done and starting with the outside. So I know, you know, it's only so much money, but if we focus on just the outside where people, homes are being written up by inspectors, violations, and next you know, they take their homes, you have vacant homes everywhere, which becomes vacant lots. If you just do a little bit on the ends, on the outside of everyone, which would be chip paint, gutters, tuck point, and things like that, then everybody can have the opportunity to save their home. Um, also, I'm really strong about uh, really, really strong about uh, um, jobs for you. Um, we used to have the summer jobs. Not only do I want us to bring back the summer jobs, but I say year-round jobs. And how that can happen is um, let these kids do the um, the work on the home, and then that way, you know, it's determined that it's apprenticeship. And then you know we have our environmental problems where. Um, we have uh, these harmful pesticides are being sprayed all over the, uh, are being sprayed all over um, the parks and in our neighborhoods, you know, and that's causing cancer. And mostly every household, you have uh, situations where someone has asthma. So that's another issue that has to be dealt with. So we have uh, a lot of things that we have to address. And I say the sooner the better. And St. Louis has the money to do it, so let's get it done. Also, coffee. I'm, I'm, I'm remiss. Okay, what high school did you go to? I went to Beaumont. Um, okay. Yeah, and um, yeah. hi. Yeah, 
And um, so, are you, are you on campus today, by chance? You say what? Right. Are you on campus today? I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. Are you Are you canvassing today? Are you outside knocking on doors? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're 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 out here canvassing. I'm sorry. We out here canvassing, and also we have a press conference that started at the same time as this interview. And I apologize. Um, and so um, we're. Thank this door here. Thank you. And we're speaking on behalf of they're trying to uh, they're trying to terminate our circuit attorney, Kim Gardner. And so, uh, you know, it's just another way of trying to take power, you know, and and uh, keep us in poverty. And so, um, so therefore, um, I'm a uh, I'm fighting for that. You know, it never stops. And so much going on today. You know, uh, we got a a big rally going on where um, the Arab store beat up um, a young boy, um, beat him bad. And so that's going on. It's a lot going on today. But meanwhile, okay, okay, okay. No, no, where's that, where that call? That's over on um, uh, uh, Jenny, West Larson and Jenny. That's going on as we mm -hmm. speak. I'm at, I'm outside of, of uh, on Bayer, 1138 Bayer, where a church where, where I'll be speaking mm -hmm. after I get done um, with this interview on behalf of Kim Garden. So we got there's so much always going on, but hey, have to have to um uh, have to have to be there, you know, have to make it happen. Uh, okay, now call me in your new in your new world here. What what are your boundaries? My boundaries are Shoto and Vandervander, the uh, west you see the east side of Vandervander and Shoto, um to the um um going down to Natural Bridge, all the way down to um Natural Bridge and Fairgrounds Park, take that up Natural Bridge, take it west to Marcus, go around Marcus down to Lee, wrap around O'Fallon Park, come on down Grand to Natural Bridge, take Garrison all the way down to Martin Luther King, pick up Jefferson, and right back at at the, uh, right back at uh, Shelter in Jefferson. And so those are the boundaries. Old night first, the third, the fourth, and the sixth. Look at everything. That is humongous. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let me ask you a question, okay? And I'm going to call you uh, all the women now. Uh, we're going to take private confusion. We, you know, do you have a staff now to work with you once you get, re once you get elected? Okay. So, um, so anyway, um, yeah, so it's a lot going on. But we're gonna continue, you know, to fight. And um, yeah. My, 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 question, my question for you, okay, was uh, you own You said what? Okay, right now, okay, if you look at all of them, all the women now, mm -hmm. well, you have a stand with with you. You put that kind of in the past. Yeah, did not have anybody to work with other than the group. Secretary, you get more, more of that to work with you now that you were yep. We do. We get we get to bring a um we get to have a um um we get to have a, a an assistant, a paid assistant to work with us. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. And so uh and so that'll be that'll be helpful but you know, but we uh you know, that'll be helpful but it's still a lot to deal with, but you know, I think I can handle it because had I handled the uh, U.S. Senate, it would have been the whole entire state of Missouri. Hi, Gary. Been the whole state, yeah. Been the whole state, yeah. Uh, 
It would be the whole state, yeah. Right. And okay, I now, the entire you, state. Are you at the press conference now? Uh, I'm sitting. They haven't started yet, so I appreciate you all's um, patience with me. But, yeah, we haven't started, so we right here at the church. Is. And so, but, you know, again, with the... Uh, with this position, there's so much that we have to deal with because um, I'm also interested in saving these schools. They're tearing down our public schools, as you know. We got to keep those schools open, put programs in them. Um, you know, it's just, that's a must. I mean, kids getting up at 4.30 in the morning in order to be at the bus stop by, by 5.30, you know, if they want to eat breakfast and wash up or whatever they have to do to be shipped to another side of town. And now that DCA program, that contract is expired. So what, what are we going to do, you know? And so, um, you know, I'm always fighting for the seniors, you know. My mom, you know, was a senior. My grandmother spent a lot of time, you know, taking care of them in their last eight years of life. So I always mm-hmm. have the seniors close to their heart. You know, I do a lot of things with Miss Ollie, and that's focusing on the south side. Ollie well, we Stewart. Ollie Stewart. At this, yeah, and that, that focus on the seniors on the south side. I want to do something for the seniors on the north side as well. You know, we can't leave no seniors left behind, okay? Because yeah. without them, no them, no us. So these are this just, you know, positions that I've taken and I've been fighting for. You know, I'm a member of a UAPO grassroots organization and we are coalition with every other productive and progressive grassroots organization. As a matter of fact, we're all here right now, all the productive grassroots organizations. And I'll be speaking um, on, on, you know, on this platform as well. And, um, okay, so. okay, Why don't you tell us a little bit now? Okay, people heard a lot about uh, Kim Gordon, okay? And, uh-huh. you know, and the, and the uh, you know, right now, the, uh, 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 the government right now trans people are off And so, it was, you know, we haven't heard in St. Louis all the news that TV stations, radio stations, TV stations right now. Oh, yeah, that's a bunch of that's a bunch of hogwash, and I'm going to be going live in a second. So if anybody want to go on my live, you can you can hear straight out of my mouth what I have to say and what everybody else has to say. But basically, Kim Gardner, as a prosecutor and circuit attorney, they do not set bonds, nor do they revoke bonds. So the situation with the young man that had um, caused the accident by failing to yield. Um, his bond should have been revoked. Um, he's made over 91 violations, but Kim Gardner's office had requested that it was revoked on several occasions, and they have paperwork to prove it. And the judge never allowed that to happen. So, um, and now they want to try to make Kim, Kim Gardner the scapegoat. But what's happening is um, he wouldn't have never... Um, the whole thing is that how did he get to 90 violations of his ankle bracelet in the first place. How did that happen? How do you get to violate 90 times without anybody taking care of that? That's the real question. And I got the answer to it. I know the answer to that question. And you know what the answer is? Okay, we all heard about the, only the, only the, uh, we all know that only the judge can revoke a bond or set a bond. It has nothing to do with Kim Gardner's office. Okay. Mm-hmm. We all know that the young man had 90 plus violations of his ankle bracelet, what I call a digital shackles. Um, but what we're not, what they're not saying is, how did that happen? Well, it happened because 
the court system and the judges partnered up, allowed an ex-probation officer, ex-parole officer, allowed them to allow them to um, to hire an ex-probation officer, an ex-probation um, officer, ex-parole officer, allow him to privately, his private own company, to um, um, handle, to distribute the uh, ankle bracelet. And in that contract, it did not require them to monitor it. So they never monitored sent reports to the court, never. So if they never sent reports to the probation officer, to the court, to the prosecuting attorney, how in the heck was anybody supposed to know this man was in violation? And, and so, so therefore, the, you said there's nobody that models those bracelets right now. What's going on? No, please. Just, just, okay. He got a problem with him. Uh, Derek, here, just come on. Derek, here, Carol, let me tell you something. Okay. I'm sorry. They, um, they having some technical difficulties. And, uh, my, my question to you was okay. You saying that there's nobody that monitors? Um, and so, um, wait a minute. Um, so, so any, anyway, I'm sorry, they got some things going on. It's, it's getting pretty rowdy. But anyway, the bottom line is the the uh, the monitoring, so-called monitoring company who issues the ankle bracelet had never, um, who issued the anchorage never made any reports. And that was part of the contract. So they made over $11.9 million um, serving serving thousands of Missourians, mostly St. Louis County, St. Louis City, with ankle bracelets, but they never had to turn in a report. So who do we need to blame? That goes with the system. That goes with the judges who's friends with the, with the uh, parole probation officer, a gentleman named Michael Smith, who owned the company called EMAS. See, so they never talk about that. Wow, I never heard that. I never heard that myself. Well, well everybody going to hear it today because I'm going to want to tell it, okay? <laughs> I did the research. And so, and see, this young man, Mr. Riley, who caused the accident, he's been on <coughs> he's been on a bond since August of 2020. So he went all that time. Violation could be across the wrong side of the street. Violation could be you didn't plug your ankle bracelet up and char- keep it charged. That could be a lot mm-hmm. of violations. Not to come to his defense, but but the thing is, is that this is what we're dealing with, and it went on since 2020. Now, last year, um, they decided to go with someone else, another company, to handle the contracts, and they're supposed to be monitoring things. But again, who friends are they? So this is nothing but a, a money grab. That's what it is, a power grab and a money grab. And they're using Kim Gardner's office as a uh, scapegoat. And and if we don't get her, we'll... Yeah, so, um, so it's sad that people have made um, comments uh, against Kim and not even, um, not even um, you know, aware with uh, of uh, all the facts, you know. Okay, We've been in Jefferson talk. City. I'm sorry, go ahead. Okay, now, now what about some of the officers that that, uh, that, that they got uh, a bunch of warrants? Uh, 
Wait a minute, I didn't hear you. It wasn't clear. Okay, okay. If a policeman filed a charge, arrest somebody, okay? And they, and they said they have Jesus that I'm back in the And yet, you know, yet you to why is that? All I heard was, why is that? I'm sorry, we breaking up. You okay. said. Okay, right now, well, you know, that's a question for the circuit attorney. I don't work in their office, but I will say this. Um, I will say this. Um, first of all, Kim Gardner's office was understaffed because, you know, majority right. of the people walked out because they didn't want a black boss, probably. That's my, our, most of our opinion. Uh, black female boss. Uh, a lot of the cases are bogus. She has a, 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 a exclusion list of about 32 officers um, who has been found to write um, that, that they didn't. I'll just say that uh, that it was reason for strong reason for suspicion. Apparently, um, you know. So you take all this in consideration, and then and then minimum funding. So she's trying to repair something that's been broke a long time. A long okay, okay, and I think okay, 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 when they when they pit us against each other, then um, mm -hmm. then you know it's it's a distraction. And the last thing we want to do is turn on each other. You know we have to find the facts. And um, you know, so that's the last thing. So we, you know. Okay. What do we need to do? Okay, here get you in office next week about your campaign. I need everybody. I need I need every everybody to um, to to if you know anybody live. How y'all doing? If you know anybody, if you know anybody live in the 18th ward, I need I need your um, support. I need you to spread the word. I need you to get out, and um, I need you to get out and make sure you vote because in the last election, 76% of the people didn't even get out and vote because they're sick and tired of being sick and tired. And when you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, then uh. When you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, then you know sometimes you don't do nothing. Okay. And so anyway, um, and so that's what we need. We need people to get out and vote. We need people to spread the word because we're tired of the power always winning. We're tired of big money always winning. You know. And so my opponent, I'm only running against one person. Um, she definitely has way more money than me. But more money don't mean you're right, and don't mean your heart is in the right place. And so. Um, she's never been out here. Nobody knows about her other than, you know, her friends and some of the people in the ward because this is her fifth time running. Um, mm -hmm. She uh, ran in September after John Muhammad got, went to prison. So she took his seat for about four or five months. And that's about mm -hmm. it. I can't say, I wouldn't say she's never done anything. I don't know what she's done, but that's just the thing. We don't, we never, you know, nothing that, she's not in a grassroots organization. She's not known for fighting for the people. People know where I stand. It's no secret. 
it's no secret where I stand and and who I stand with. And I stand for the it's for the people. You know, they asked the question, Well, who are y'all friends? And she named yeah. a couple of she named a couple of politicians that everybody ain't the, the, the happiest we right now. But I'm not gonna be named yeah. and dropping names on politicians. I know all the politicians, I know all the grassroots people. But who my friends are the residents. And it's way more residents than there are politicians. Our job is to do work, do do our work in the best interest of the residents. Point blank, that's mm-hmm. it. You know. Okay. Now, um, okay. Now, like, like, well, one one of the people that are real well right now the level I mean the level of war. Uh, you said eighteen war. Level war is at eighteen war. No, this is twenty first. I'm going to see. This is right now, this is not a good time for you to be talking. I know you know you. I can't hear me. This is you know, a, can... this is a combination of the uh, 21st, mm-hmm. the 19th, the 4th, mm-hmm. the 6th, and the 3rd. And so it's a little of all three of those. It's called the New 11. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, okay. uh, all righty. Well, uh, if everybody want to jump on my Facebook Live or jump on Real ST Live and jump on your website, you'll be able to see um, um, moving forward today, my next move and, and hear me speaking again about the uh, situation with Kim Gardner, as well as uh, I'm out here every day. You know, I'm outside every day. It's hard to long. Yeah, and people listen, okay, we actually had this interview via, uh, I guess, last month, okay, for all this place right now. This is why, you know, uh, all the knowledge and the good run stuff, okay? Like this, you don't end community and this is conference. This is what came up in the last week or so. So we take you also. Taking the time to try to do what we can. Tell us something that says the best time. Tell us something you do there. Huh? Tell us something that says the best time. I can't hear you. I'm sorry. Tell us a few that's at the press conference. Oh, uh, Zaki Baruti, and I'll send you the list, and it has all the people names on it, but Zaki Baruti, um, um, Riddick, Riddick is here, um, attorneys from Kim's office, uh, Amira Brandy, uh, Jay Ozier, um, there's so many people. Um, um, can I send you the flyer, and maybe you can just read it all? And, sure, do that. Okay, I'll send it right now, and, um, and thank you again so much for allowing me. I um, think it's my turn is up. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Oh, about us also. I will. I spread, I spread a word about you all, Ferguson, USA. And again, please get out and vote on March the 7th, Tuesday, March the 7th, as well as Tuesday, April the 4th. It's so important that you vote both elections, family. Really, really, and be sure to please vote Tuesday, April the 4th. But try to vote on both elections because... One is the primary, one is the general. We need to win both, but we must okay. win the general. So again, I'm I'm Carla Coffee Bright family, and that's right. I said, thank you everybody so much, and thank you so much, Mr. Arbor. Okay, thank you, Carla. Okay. okay, bye now. Ladies and gentlemen, please stand by while I get Mr. Folks back on the line.
it back on. Five. Yeah, okay, Scott. Oh, no, no, get real, Scott. Get real. Hold on, get real, okay? All right, get real. Okay, hold on a second. Get real. Scott, you and I both know uh, 
black smoke does not necessarily mean that's good smoke. Well, it doesn't mean the Pope hasn't been uh, elected yet. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who is it? Who is it? I said it doesn't mean the Pope hasn't been elected yet. Right, yeah. Well, well, no, Scott, that's a good one. I got to give you credit for that one. Well, we'll say one thing, though. Uh, with all these hazardous materials, that's being created because even with our cell phones, uh, you know, when, they, when, they, when we get new cell phones, uh, the old phones uh, can't go to the dumpster like they used to do because, because all the stuff that's made, you know, they're made out of, you know, and they become hazardous weights. And so, so right now, you can see the St. Louis, uh, you know, they, you know, not where I live in, okay, but in the St. Louis, they've had a lot of problems. CPAC uh, convention going on, conference, I should say, 
And I know that's that's the conservative political action uh, conference, and uh, it's uh, taking place now. We have obviously all on TV and the news, and we different speakers. You know, that's you know House representatives, uh, you know candidates, you know Republican candidates, uh, 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 president. Uh, at the end of the day today, uh, you have Trump uh, uh, and Donald Trump will be the guest speaker, and they call it a keynote speaker. And he'll be speaking now, but so far you have, and I, you know, you try to keep track of what's going on. It's been kind of confusing, all the issues that's going on. But as you can watch it as much as you can, uh, I tell people all the time: be you a Democrat or be you a Republican, you got to watch out and listen to what's being done. But at the end of the day, okay, you will, you know, you know, you know you're spending a dollar to your family. For their, for their, uh, for their, for their, their, their sandwich, what they do, and and also this past week, something I found that was very interesting, that uh, and reparation is something that's been talked about for years, years, and, you know, and back in the day with the government, our government, okay. So most recently, out in California, uh, you know, uh, this is something that's kind of screwing up with us, that the Chinese people right now are now in support. Of black reparation be taking place. Because, you know, people are not aware of doing this. Uh, Second World War, when the bombs fell, you know, in uh, 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 Hawaii, uh, you know, there were a lot of black, you know, Chinese, Japanese people, okay, that were in tombs, they were put in jail. Damn. But now that they got, you know, twenty some thousand dollars, and now uh, they're supporting uh, getting the black reparations. So that, that that is a good thing there. And, but, but again, that's a lot of things going on. Actually, I think one of the things that has dominated you uh, was the, the trial in, in you know in uh, South Carolina, and why there was so much getting paid to this Murdoch is was that his family, his grandfather, great grandfather. And all been uh, working at courthouse. As a matter of fact, this is this is kind of unreal. They had to remove his grandfather's picture from the wall in, in, the, in the courtroom. That's how. But again, that's Southern Carolina law, different than places in the whole world. But guess what? I'm happy to say we have now the next half hour uh, out of Donahue. Chuck D. Bowles, the third. How you doing, Chuck? I'm doing great. Good afternoon. Hey, Chuck. My reverend. Okay. Well, well, Chuck, I got, everybody's doing fine, Chuck. We, we had a guest today, uh, Ms. Coffee Wright. She went for all of them and you had to see the thing with the Devil Award. And uh, unfortunately, uh, we shared an interview about a month ago. Uh, we were not aware that here in St. Louis, I'm mean, going to be here a little bit, where you are, uh, Kim Gordon, the city attorney, uh, you know, right now uh, there's some people that kind of you know, have her removed from office. There's some people who are trying to support her. So but today, probably, is at a conference, at a press conference, and that's why she's on the air with so you can not hear her too well. So right now, that was like yesterday, they took a kid, you had to leave or something. So now, having said that, so let me ask you a question I haven't asked you before, okay? And, and I just noticed this recently. 
Sure. You are the third, right? Right. Okay. Why don't you tell me about, about, about your, your, your father and your grandfather? Those two. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know. Where, where shall I begin? What, what would you like to know? Well, well yeah, you're the third, okay? Yes, tell sir. Tell about number two and number one, okay? Well, number one is my grandfather. Uh, and we're all from Indianapolis, Indiana. Mm-hmm. My uh, grandfather was a uh, and he was a he was he was a very proud father, husband, black man coming out from the post-slavery days mm-hmm. in a uh, environment where black folks had a lot of pride. And mm-hmm. even though he was a, his job for the most part was, he was a shoeshine boy. You know, mm-hmm. in this case, a shoeshine man. They ran a very professional shoeshine. Oh, yeah, I know. I know about those. And yeah. these are guys that wore suits and fedoras and dressed up but you know that was the standard way of dressing back in the uh 20s you know 1920 back around in those air areas and it was in indianapolis indianapolis was known as a it was it was a kind of like a little bit of that northern crossroads that once you cross the mason dixon line mm-hmm. and you got up into uh kind of like almost to Chicago. A lot of people were trying to cover up that route. You know, if you mm-hmm. look at migration routes, you kind of go these highways uh, across America, the north and south. So all the way on the east coast, you had 95. Then you have 75, which is kind of coming down out of Michigan. And then coming out of mm-hmm. Chicago, you had 65. And this is before they had the highways, but there were migration routes. So if you were coming up from the South and you were trying to find a job or make a life for yourself or get out of that, uh, I guess what you might call Jim Crow South, you were heading north. It was, it was, it was Jim Crow South. Yeah. And a lot of, a lot of black folks ended up running out of money by the time they got as far as Indianapolis. And so it just turned out Indianapolis had a, uh, it was it was a suppressed black uh, uh, population, but they were progressive in that they wanted to build families, get educated, and be uh, honorable and distinctive and contributing people. And uh, my grandmother was a domestic; she was a house cleaner. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah, but they were surprising because they were both very intelligent and they were both prideful and had ambitions for their children. So there were two mm-hmm. kids and, and uh, my father's friend. So this was uh, Charles DeBow Jr., who was mm-hmm. my father. Charles DeBow Sr. was uh, my grandfather. And my grandfather had been in the military. He was a Buffalo soldier. Okay. And... Uh, so that military service ran in the family 
And before that, which uh, unfortunately I don't know a lot about my great grandparents on my paternal side, uh, but I do know they uh, came from Tennessee and they were uh, Huguenots. They were French. My last name is Debeau, D-E capital B-O-W. And it's French, not Creole or not from the New Orleans version. Mm-hmm. These were uh, true French and they were military uh, people that were related to uh, Napoleon Bonaparte. Mm-hmm. And uh, as we, as, our, as the generations evolved, they ended up in Indianapolis. And uh, it's, just, it's a funny thing about it was that my father's father and my mother's father both at one time or another shined shoes. Mm-hmm. And they went on to make very uh, credible, distinguished lives for their, their children and family. My father was a product of that, kind of like almost what we see now, that generational thing where you want your kid to go to college, you have every opportunity, you want them to do things. So mm-hmm. uh, my, my father was in the ROTC in high school, and he excelled mm-hmm. at it. He was very good at it uh, and received some awards and recognition for it. And he uh, was athletic. He ran track. And he went to uh, Hampton Institute. And there he there was a government program uh, that at, and, and this is back, you know, where everything was segregated. And mm-hmm. so they had a program there where you could apply for it was a, uh, uh, a uh, experimental type program, a prototype. Mm-hmm. And it was civil defense. And they were uh, they were training. They were seeing who might want to learn how to fly a plane. And that's how my father learned how to fly. He applied for the program, got accepted. And he also pledged a fraternity. He was a, a Omega Sci-Fi. And this was at Hampton Institute. And they uh, eventually, when there was a beginning of World War II, they were started this whole thing in Tuskegee where it was the uh, Army Air Corps. Mm-hmm. And they started to say, well, you know, we're going to have to do something with these black folks and figure something out. So we're going to start an experiment and see if we can teach them how to fly. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the that's the kind of like, I won't say the funny thing, but the ironic thing about it was they really had no intention of teaching them how to fly. But mm-hmm. it was kind of like uh, they had to make them fail. They, they had to, they, they were going to, you know, look like they tried on paper, but it just didn't work out. So it was really difficult. Yeah, so it made, yeah, and uh, I forgot how many people applied for the program. But let's just say it was 70 to 100. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, and, and they washed out all the five. And my father was fortunate, was one of those five. Uh, but that common denominator is that all five of them already knew how to fly before they got there. And uh, that was that was the real factor because it wasn't so much about teaching them, 
it was like mm-hmm. trying to give them stuff to do that they couldn't do. Mm-hmm. And as much as they tried it, but that was how it, it, it began. And out of that, there's all these uh, trials and tribulations. And, and similar like the way the movie Red Tails on a show, they didn't really get into the real origins and the beginning as much. But they trained and trained and trained and finally said, okay, we're going to send y'all overseas. And then they sat overseas for a while waiting on an assignment, give them something to do. And they try to just kind of like, hey, y'all in the military, y'all over here, you got your little uh, 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 unit, and, you know, just just stay out of trouble. Don't get in the way and stay over there amongst yourselves. So it was still very seg- segregated. Okay. And so they would get they would get little, uh, I, I, and this is just me saying it, I, I, don't, I, I don't have exactly, they were given a tactical type missions go bomb a bridge or stop this train or uh we need this road blown up those kinds of mm-hmm. things and and they were doing that and they were they were very they're very good at it and it just kind of evolved to the point where occasionally one of them might get involved with uh, a dog fight or getting involved with some other things and it was but it was never like an assignment or a mission mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. something that just happened you know, and then there was uh, uh, one pilot, I can't remember his name, but they were coming back, just like in the movie, they were coming back from a mission and they were flying over a body of water and saw a ship down there and decided that they had ammunition left and they were going to go down there and attack this ship with just machine guns. They didn't have any bombs or anything, which uh, was really unheard of and, and kind of crazy. But this crazy pilot... <laughs> You know, as well, the Tuskegee Airmen, he attacked that ship and they actually sunk it off of machine gun fire, which was unprecedented. I mean, it might have happened before, but they this one would made history because it was a Tuskegee Airman because he was not uh, assigned or told to go do that. And um, he literally what they were doing. Yeah, it, pull, it pulled off some stuff. So then you had this whole thing with these bombers because there was like heavy duty bombing going on after Germany had uh, just bombed day and night uh, England and once the United States entered the war that's one of the first things Churchill said we need support we need help and they were uh, just eating up the supply lines the U-boats and Mm -hmm. so they had them run well, what was happening was that bombers were getting eaten up, and they're like mm-hmm. sitting ducks. They're like big fortress flying across <laughs> there, and then these measurements. And it was slow. Yeah, these German planes would, would come through there and just light them up. And so sometimes the escorts and the protection that they had would just leave them. You know how they, they say, never leave your wingman? Well, their mm-hmm. assignment was to protect these bombers. And the bombers were saying, we're sitting ducks up here. We don't have the proper support. And they were saying, are there any more planes? Is there anybody left or anything we can do? And they said, well, you know, we got these, these black guys over here, these Negroes, and we, we can try to find something to do them, but we're not going to promise you anything. Well, that's where they got together the, the, and said, you know, General Davis was the uh, commander, was the leader. He was 
a guy that um, had gone to West, West Point, and he was in the uh, Army, and his father was a general. And they made him the leader of this group, and a lot of it had to do with his military uh, upbringing. And he was a uh, academy graduate. And, you know, he was very uh, prepared and astute, and it was legacy uh, with him. And so, basically, they got their first mission. They went out there and didn't lose a bomber. The bombers didn't know who was uh, banning these, these, this protection, these planes that were protecting them. And they had gotten together, so they wanted to make a name for themselves, the Tuskegee Airmen. And they painted all the tails on the planes red. And all these bomber pilots knew is we don't know who they are, but their color was red. They were red signal. We don't know. And uh, eventually they found out that they're a black guy and they were, everybody was uh, amazed uh, and befuddled and basically just said, well, whoever they are, they saved my life. You know, once you go through all the dynamics, all the, uh, the, the, the semantics of it, say, well, in the end, I get to go home to my family or uh, I may oh, go back and do it again tomorrow. Before that, they were getting eaten alive, a lot of people being lost, uh, shot down. And so that's how they started to become, if you were being protected by them, the odds of you coming back from your mission were much, much higher than if you didn't have that particular group of people uh, protecting you. And they were very disciplined, and they essentially could not make a mistake because if they did, it was it was like possibly cancel the whole program, possibly just send them home, possibly everything that could go wrong would be blamed on them. Um, but you know, you asked me about my father. That that's that's really his. Well, yeah, it's like the fame on, on one aspect, but you know, there's there's more to it. No, Tim, really okay. You just described the creation of the Tuskegee uh, Airmen. Yes, sir. Um, there's, there's so much rich history there that you will never hear about unless you decide to take it upon yourself to research. Mm -hmm. These right. movies are, are, are Hollywoodish, and they're right. not really getting into the, uh, the, the you know, they, they want to tell the story and just kind of make it seem like it was all an action movie, but mm -hmm. it's really about uh, segregation and racism. Um, yeah, no. In addition to, and, and here you're volunteering or giving your life to protect a company, a country that did not love you, did not support you, and basically, in the beginning, couldn't care less whether what you did or didn't do, other than to chastise you and say, you're not part of this. You know, Chuck, in the same case, okay, my father uh, fought in the uh, World War One, okay, uh, and uh, you know, but he could not fight in front of the American flag. He had to fight in front of the French flag. And they went around black folks, you know, to, you know, to, you know, to fight. So I, I can relate to it. Which, anyway, we both have, we have some legacies here. And that, uh, you know, that, 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 that got us where we are. But anyway, I haven't said that, Chuck. You are now the CEO of the New Mexico Congress. Tell me exactly what all that entails. Yeah. Yeah. So, that was that was you know the, 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 a lot of people know the kind of like the general story about how the war part played out. But if you notice, 
that's where the that's where the movie ends. Mm-hmm. They're not really even showing them coming back and what happens when you get back from the war. Oh and, no! You know, a lot of us have an idea of what it was like, or know somebody that went through what it was like coming back from Vietnam. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah, a little bit different thing. But my father essentially was qualified to teach physics because of the training and the classroom and all the stuff you had to know about uh, aerodynamics and flying a plane and uh, all, all the elements that go with that. But, mm-hmm. but, they, but they, nobody wanted to hire them. So if you go through and kind of study each one of the guys and where they did, some of them had family businesses, some of them started a business. Those that didn't start a business basically had to do whatever they could find. So on one hand, they came back as heroes, and they saluted them, but didn't nobody want to hire them. Didn't nobody want to give them a job. So it was supposedly done as an honor. But my father, when he came back, they made him, they gave him a job. I shouldn't say they made him, but they, he needed a job. And he was offered a job being a chauffeur for Mrs. Lilly. Oh, this is a, the Eli Lilly Company, which is probably one of the biggest companies in Indianapolis, but certainly one of the largest pharmaceutical companies in the world. And he just did that for a little while, and he had various jobs. But he loved education, and he loved to teach. He went back to school, got his master's, and he uh, taught at uh, Indiana University IUPUI campus. I, Indiana University... Purdue University in Indianapolis. So they had a joint thing there. And uh, he did that for a number of years. He worked at various jobs in the school system. And uh, was really just, you know, and, and that's kind of like when I was born, I really didn't know all this other stuff. I knew him more as kind of like a gentle guy that was very pro-education. And my mother uh, also has her master's degree in education. She was a school teacher, and we didn't. They didn't really. We didn't sit around the table and talk about World War II or anything like that. But all these people would see him out or invite him to come and speak, or one or somebody mm-hmm. writing a book or something, and you want to come by the house and interview him. And he'd kind of tell me what was going on, and I saw all these photos and I saw the uniform things and medals and stuff he had from it. But I never really understood what it was or, or, or the depth of it, and. In a sense, it was a lot of pain associated with it, uh, emotional pain. And having done these great things but not being recognized for it, not being given mm-hmm. credit for it, and being treated uh, in, in such a way. Uh, but there are a lot of people that were helped and touched. And if you know any of these guys, they're compassionate people, and they learned a value of life. See, one thing about uh, pilots, even though they're out there shooting, pulling the trigger, shooting bullets and doing that, they're, it's not hand-to-hand combat. So you're not really seeing the people that you're killing. But a lot of the guys that were in the military that, you know, you, you, you have the, let's call it the reasonable man. The average person in society is a reasonable man, raised within a certain moral mm-hmm. and standards and uh, fear of God. 
And in that, you have some standards. But when you're forced to go out and like, you know, Muhammad Ali talked about, go kill somebody that you're not really sure what, what you're killing them for mm-hmm. or what you're doing. And they're saying, well, we're uh, uh, defending democracy or capitalism or any of these things they tell you, but it's really some politician somewhere. I mean, World War II is a little bit different, but a lot of this stuff has been happening since that time. You know, are, are questionable or marginal is are we going after somebody's oil or what, you know, just what mm-hmm. is really behind it? And, you know, so there's, there's a lot of dynamics there, but it has a lot to do with, you know, they call it the greatest generation. All those people that were uh, fought in World War Two, and the uh, economic revolution, the industrial revolution, everything that happened after that as we became uh, a productive society and they ramped up production. I mean, I'm sure you had the same experience in St. Louis particularly, but when the steel mills and the industrial uh, commerce really flourished and took off, and that's kind of like back that invigorated that migration route, people were coming to the big cities for jobs. And it had been that way, but after World War II, it really was at uh, almost like the all-time high. And then there was the GI Bill and the baby boomer generation started and everybody came back, was having babies, getting married. And, you know, if you, if, if you were fortunate enough to have survived the war, you just praise God to be alive. You know, and be able to come home and try to uh, partake upon a, a, a normal life. Well, well Chuck, you know, you just just gave, gave your father, okay, the respect, okay, that you had that guy before. Did you know that? I, I don't really think of it so much. Uh, no, 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 no. Well, you, 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 you don't, okay. I'm saying you don't, okay. Yeah, I, I understand. I understand. I'm saying when you listen to this tape, okay, I'm not saying to you, okay. You understand more about it than what you just did. Yeah. So you you end up, you end up carrying a lot of uh, uh, it's a burden burden to bear. You know, and that's kind of like how we get into this. We find ourselves in this nonprofit space where we're trying to help people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to help people. And I, I have never seen it, ever. I couldn't imagine that same way. I mean, it's like you don't believe what your eyes are seeing, but you got to realize your eyes are seeing what's real. And mm-hmm. people don't care. I mean, it's a lot of people that have been uh, uh, conditioned by society that, you know, it, there's a there's a reason why there's all this home these homeless people. There's a reason why why is this why are we as a country so far in debt to have little to show for what you spent your money on? Mm-hmm. You know where did it go? What are we doing? Why do we have so many homeless people? Why do we have uh, uh, food insecurity? Why are we having these issues with this education? Why, you know, infrastructure, bridges falling down, uh, police. Mm-hmm. I mean, you name all these ills of society, 
Well, there was a time where they would have a program that would be set up and designed to counter that. And it was measurable. It, 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 it worked and things were there. And, oh, yeah. Uh, it, it happened. Gentlemen, it's 257. Okay, wow, time flies, doesn't it? Yes, yeah, it does. Talk, just get going. You know, really okay. He just told a story, okay, that, that all those generations, mind you, it also okay. They were programmed, they were created, okay. They got, they got, you know, they made people they become productive, okay, when they, when their body will be unproductive. Okay, and what you just told me. But anyway, they have to see that. What's going to happen with the national coverage is people you know about. Man, we're so excited to have this, uh, the, the, the vision forward. Uh, stay mm-hmm. tuned. We're going to be announcing a save the date for the annual conference. We're doing in conjunction with the National Business League for the National Alliance for Black Business. It's going to be in Atlanta. And mm-hmm. it is a, uh, a call for mm-hmm. all of civil society and communities alike, uh, be the mayors, the government people, corporate uh, business owners and just average folks to come together and bring your ideas in here and we're, we're moving this thing forward. We're not mm-hmm. relying on any branch of government. We're not relying on what, mm-hmm. what used to be right. called welfare. We're not relying right. on what we should have supposed to have. You know, so mm-hmm. you'll be hearing a lot more about that. Well, Chuck, I, I'm excited because I can see it taking place so right before my real eyes, okay? You know, and I'm and I, and I can't always talk all about it, okay? But it, it's, it's taking place so fast, you know. And I want to commend you, okay, for that. What you could easily do, but I have a similar, okay. That's what the Chucky Ball, the third, okay. <laughs> that could go to the third, and uh, that's Reverend Elder Elder Lyles, and that's Scott Owens. And my name is Our Folks, and we're having lunch with the election conversation. And we do every series at this time. You can be seen found on Facebook, YouTube live today. Also, you can always get us on Spotify again lunch with the Missouri Vacuum Commerce and you can find us with us today around the world. Chucky Ball, thank you so much, brother, for being tell us the story about Chucky Ball, the first and second. And now we live we live right now, Chucky Ball the third. Be affordable what you're doing, Chuck. All right, thank you. God bless. Have a great afternoon. God bless. And just, yeah. gee, this, is, this is this program. We get it, okay? Amen. Love you. 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 Love